Good day, art enthusiasts. Welcome back to Art Odyssey, the podcast that takes you on the world journey through the vibrant worlds of Melbourne's immigrant artists. I'm Jacob, and I'm Xiao. In our first episode, we sketch out the landscape, showcasing the richness of cultures that these artists bring and the hurdles they face on their artistic journey in Melbourne. But today is all about our featured artist. We have the pri- privilege of sitting down with them, getting a close look at their life and work. Today, we would like to introduce this guest to you all, the talented and inspiring Mei Mei. Can you just uh, introduce yourself a bit to our listeners? Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Mei Mei Hodgkinson. Um, I am Chinese Australian. First generation migrant. Uh, I came to Australia when I was 15. Um, so I've spent more than half of my life in Australia, um, and I am a artist and also an educator. Art educator. Yeah. Can you just uh, introduce more about your artist career? Yeah, sure. So I did bachelor's of fashion. Uh, worked in the Australian fashion industry for a while, um, and then I sort of. Totally changed my career and went into education. So it's not only not until I had my child during the pandemic that I sort of wanted to go back to my creative side a bit more. So I started painting again, um, and yeah, because my parents were both artists, so I grew up painting and making art. So yeah, I guess it was just like、um, an experience of connecting with my home because I couldn't go home and see my mum and dad at all. So it was a Practice to connect with home.、Um, yeah, and now I I still do a lot of painting. I also work with textile art, you know, connecting with my fashion background as well, and a little bit of film photography as well. How do you navigate your artist career?、Um, I so I teach at Melbourne Uni as a tutor, clinical teaching specialist, all these weird titles、um, for. Education,、um, and I enjoy that because it gives me a very different side of myself. Like in that job, it's very collaborative. It's very sort of team based.、Uh, where in my art practice, I'm very alone. I'm in my studio. I'm my own, you know, manager. I do all the marketing myself, accounting, you know, everything.、Um, But yeah, I I do a lot of art during the semester breaks, and I do art every night when my child goes to bed as well, because I'm always on mum. So it's a lot of yeah, it's navigate navigating it. It's you know it's difficult, but、um, I think living life is important as artists. Yeah. Yep. How do you seek out your art opportunities?、Um, a lot of from council, like、um, sort of government-based opportunities. Um, you know, grant or exhibitions,、um, and really important to connect with other artists as well. I've discovered how important it is to have a community in the art practice as well.、Um, yeah, so that's been the three sort of platforms that I that I use. How do you like、uh, exhibit your work? So I、um, I have had a few group shows this year, and I I did my first solo shows last year, and I have. Some more solo and group shows coming up next year. I enjoy showing my work because it art in real life is just so much better than art 
on the screen mm -hmm. and it really create communities yeah, um, awesome. so um, yeah I I um, have a few upcoming projects next year some of them are with artist run organizations some of them uh, are with um, council based of uh, you know council organization arts officer sort of local galleries um, I did my first solo last year was with a private um, gallery in the CBD and that just requires a lot of money you need to invest yeah. in a lot of money um, you know you can always get a grant to support that but I think as I become a more and more un as I gain more and more understanding of how the art world runs in Australia mm -hmm. I've, um, I've decided to pursue more sort of non-for-profit artist-run organizations and exhibition spaces and also console run spaces because it allows me to make art without paying like thousands of dollars yeah. to you know secure a space yeah 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 how do you build this partnership with the these galleries and organizations so a lot of them has a lot of open calls throughout the year so you know during september most of the time is september to the end you know to, to october there are a lot of open calls out there so i often do put my naming and give them my portfolio and my collection that i'm building on um, just to see if they are willing to have me in this space um, i also do um, i'm also understanding that sometimes awards are important as well so art prizes yeah. is important as well so i'm thinking that i might be entering a bit more yeah, art prizes for creating more community and making connection with people. Um, yeah, there are a lot of good things about being first-generation migrant, or opportunities, you're trying to figure out who you are, but also there are a lot of bad things about being a first-generation migrant um, because you need stability. You're not waiting, you don't have a family, home to go back to, if you can't pay rent. You know, you, you know, I have a young family of myself and I need to support that. Uh, and um, you're very new to the country. Well, I'm not super new to the country, but I still identify as definitely a first-generation migrant. Uh, and I, because I'm bicultural and bilingual in that way, and it's definitely a benefit, especially in the more multicultural sort of mm -hmm. understanding, you know, in the art industry and as a society. But there are a lot of yeah, there's definitely um, a lot of horrible things as well. Uh, you know, you have to navigate everything yourself. Um, you have to navigate um, achieving that stability, but also finding time for your art practice. Because we all know that artists, most of them, are not rent rich, and yeah. stability is very difficult for yeah, them. Yeah. So um, I think that's definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. But I guess having that um, having that identity as a bicultural, bilingual person also really benefits you. Because it just I think difficulties in life challenge you as an artist, and you have more things to say in your art in that way. Yeah, that makes sense. How do you encounter these challenges? Oh, so many ways. I guess I have a very wonderful family. I have a very, very supportive partner, my husband, um, and his family. They're not first generation migrant. They've been here for a long time, and they they have they don't really struggle with cultural identities like <laughs> I do and they, they've always been very very supportive towards me as an artist, as a mother, as a daughter in law uh, and also my parents as well. I think they, they're really willing for me to pursue art because they, they're both artists mm -hmm. 
So I'm like, I'm like other tokenistic Asian parents. They're very supportive towards me. And they always encourage me to show my work and to accept failure and to challenge myself more. Um, and yeah, I guess art is important, but my identity is, doesn't just stop there. I don't see myself just as an artist. I think I'm also a mother, a woman, a wife, you know, a daughter, a Chinese Australian, like all those roles um, helps me to balance myself and solve the problems and seek out for help like i'm really bad at this but i'm getting i'm trying better to seek out for help if i need to you know if i have to go to an opening at night but my my child is not you know needs me i will seek out for babysitters <laughs> instead of just doing everything myself because i'm really bad at i'm really i'm still really bad at asking for help so that's something that i need to work on is to to ask for help you know so reach out your hands mm-hmm. yes what may What motivated your decision to live and work in Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, such an interesting question. Um, so my parents are both artists, so I always know that I want to be some sort of creative mm-hmm. in my career. Um, and yeah, I guess in China, you know, the education system is not super creative in a way. It's yeah. a lot of examinations, a lot of sort of, uh, not a lot of differentiated teaching strategy, I think. And I'm not saying that just to criticize it, I think it's just because it's a different culture, a different country. We have a lot of people in China. Yeah. We're in Australia, we don't have as many. And the culturally is very different as well. Um, and I actually, I did always did well in school, but I just feel like I couldn't explore my, the creativity that I wanted to explore in school until I go to uni. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do that a bit earlier. Um, so I just called my mum that can I come to Australia? <laughs> When I was 15 and she thought I was crazy. <laughs> nobody we have no relatives in here and obviously it's a different country different language and she's like you're crazy but um yeah my whole family is christian so you know but unlike unlike in australia we sort of have some levels of religious freedom in china we just don't have that um anyway my mom sort of said i needed to think really think about this decision so in the end she she said okay you can go but doesn't matter what difficulties you face you shouldn't come home and cry and be like i want to come home now because you have made a decision you need to deal with the consequences of that so i just came and um i was in sydney for uh year nine high school and i wanted to go to new york to study fashion but in the end i didn't and i came to melbourne at rmit sort of they say it's the best fashion school anyway i don't know <laughs> if that's true but that's the title they give themselves So I came here to study fashion, really, and I met, yeah, met my best friends and met my partner. I just feel sense of home, I guess. And you know, because I came here so early, my teenage teenage years are spent in Australia. So those years are very, very crucial because you form your identity, your understanding of the world. I mean, but in a tragic way, I think I'm just really, I just. I'm, I'm assimilated in a way. You know, a lot of my values perhaps are more Western Australian than Chinese. Um, I used to be okay about that, but now that I have kids myself, mm-hmm. I am rethinking about that. You know, do I want to be so assimilated? You know, how can I be more proud of my culture? You know, how do can I use my art to articulate the unconscious strategy? really of assimilation because you don't know when you assimilate you're not really conscious until you have already assimilated you know yeah. 
So I guess that's a long answer to the question. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You know, networking with people is really important in this industry. How do you think about networking? I don't, I'm not really good at it. I am pretty introverted, and I think most artists are very introverted.、Mm-hmm. My favorite place is just staying in my studio and do my own work in terms of for my art practice.、Um, but I think it's extremely important because you want to see who you are behind the work. You want to see who the artist is, you know, and you need to make that connection in real life. Um, so I think it's extremely important, actually. Yeah. yeah, I'm just not that good at it. I think.、Yeah. <laughs> actually, the networking is really helpful to for your career development. Yeah, like some. Definitely, yeah. And it, it's same. It doesn't matter what culture you're from or what country. I think you need to put yourself out there, not just your work, but also your you as a person. Yeah. And I think social media helps you to do that in one way,、mm-hmm. but it's not the same with. Actually, seeing someone in real life, yeah, yeah, yeah.、Uh, actually, I also want to ask for one question: that、uh, is there any Afro ethno cultural associations like some Chinese、uh, immigration associations, something like that?、Uh, I don't really know. Actually, I I would love to be connected with that, but I. Don't really know. I mean, I know there are a few organisations that helps you know older Chinese parents who came here because of their, their children,、mm-hmm. and they do like dancing and stuff together. But I'm not sure if yeah we have any. I'm I'm just not aware if there are any organisations that I could go and be like, look, I I'm Chinese Australian. You know, this is what I'm doing. Do I have any support? I haven't really met a lot of organisations like that. I've met artists. Uh, like me, but I haven't really met organisations that support that.、Um, and you know, being bicultural, bilingual person, I think you're in the middle place.、Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of Chinese. We have a few Chinese galleries in in, in Australia as well. They might not want you because you, they don't know who you are in China.、Mm-hmm. But、um, you know what I mean. You're in the in between place,、mm-hmm. and that's something that I really hated. But、mm-hmm. I'm very at peace with that now because、mm-hmm. you're just you're always too Asian. For the white society, and you're always too white for the Chinese, you know, families, you know,、um, and that's a sort of difficulty, I guess, being a bilingual person, a bicultural person, you know.、Um, yeah.、Mm, but how about the your local like communi- communities? Yeah. I don't really have any Chinese people around me. I don't have a lot of Chinese friends,、mm-hmm. just because I,、um, I, I guess, in, I guess. Where I live as well, it's a lot of it's multicultural. I think、mm. I just don't think there's a lot of Chinese families around, and I, I, I am I would love to like meet more Chinese family in my area, but it's just not it's not what happens.、Um, I do meet a lot of people who are very multicultural. I mean, it's in, it's in Australia anyway. We all come from somewhere,、mm-hmm. but、um, there's a difference between a first generation migrant and a third generation migrant. There's definitely a difference. Identity and how they relate to their culture, their cultures. Let's say,、um, yeah, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any Chinese sort of Chinese Australians around in my area. However, I have to say that in my area, I think the council is very supportive about the bicultural and bilingual ways of knowing and being. They support the multi way, multiple ways of knowing and being. 
in in and expressing that through art. I think they're very supportive towards that. I think at the moment and in this season anyway. Yeah. And uh, have you ever participated in any trainings or like courses to enhance your um, artistic skills? Yeah. So I guess my I did my bachelor and honors in fashion. That is not fine art, but a lot of those techniques I am using in in my art making, and I don't believe in that there shouldn't be certain techniques in the fine art industry. I think it doesn't matter what technique you use, mm -hmm. if you are making good art, you're making good art. I, I think we're beyond the stage of, I only want to see paintings or sculptures or yeah. photography in the gallery. I think we're seeking for something that's more than that. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, yes, I have done four years of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's very conceptual. It's not just about tailor and clothing, clothes making. Mm -hmm. It is a very conceptual, just like a fine art course. Um, and my personal experience as a as a child of two artists, only child of two artists, also is very beneficial because I, I grew up painting, I grew up looking at different artists around the world. I grew up spending every weekend in the gallery with my mum and dad. So yeah, I guess that I've done that. Yeah. Um, in terms of more professional development opportunities, um, I've done a recent group sort of mentorship thing with this program called Wonder Gym mm -hmm. and it's part of Melbourne Fish Festival. So we had um, Elvis Richardson, um, who's part of Melbourne now. She was a mentor of 24 artists in the deep west, where I live. And I w that was really very fantastic. So she, was, she had a few sessions with us, talking about our, our work and concept. And that was really fantastic. I would love to be more involved in stuff like that, you know? workshops yeah things like that yeah and i also want to ask a specific question about visa as the international students will always face this problem would you like to talk about it yeah visa is very important so um so i graduated from my degree and i got a scholarship because i was like i got the high, highest mark from the whole year mm -hmm. and it gave me a scholarship you know and i was like i want to start my own brand or something but I couldn't because my visa I wasn't having a resident I couldn't really start my own brand um, and now I have to go back to the drawing board like do I want to go to another country and study more fashion there or do I want to do something in Australia that allows me to get a visa but also do something that I also like you know what I mean so I know I, I because my parents are both artists, I just really, I have never seen how other people outside the creative industry live. Because my parents both, you know. So it's really, I'm very curious. And I always love children. So I thought I would do like a degree in education. Then I would be able to explore that side to myself. And also get a visa. And also maybe start a, a different career, you know. So I did that and I got visa, my visa through that. Um, through the independent school migrant. And I did. I really enjoy teaching. I'm now teaching at uni. But that was really good. It was lucky for me because I loved the like I loved the degree that I studied. But I really missed. I was really sad in the first year of doing that degree because I'm like I would never be able to be creative again because I'll be a teacher forever. That's how I felt at least. Obviously, it wasn't. And I'm so glad I did that. And I'm so glad I'm teaching. Um, it's definitely a pa one, one of my passions as well. Um, but 
but it's in the beginning it's because of visa really and i feel like everybody there's a research i think the other day i saw a news that a lot of the international students when they graduate they don't have support they don't know how to find a job or the job will not take them because of their visa status it's not really about their ability or their language ability it's about their visa status and that's just tragic i feel like um it's difficult and it's stressful you know what i mean so i don't know like that's another thing challenge that i think we all face as first generation migrants um and that has huge weight to 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 everybody i think you know It's really insightful to hear Mei Mei's perspective and on the challenges and the opportunities that come with uh, being a first-generation migrant. The struggle of stabilities, especially when you have a young family to support, and the pressures to balance that with the artistic practice. I completely agree. It's evident that the difficulties artists face as a first-generation immigrant fuel their creativity and provide them with a wealth of material to explore in their art. The ability to find strength in their identity and transform challenges into meaningful artistic expression is truly inspiring. And I had to say that the way Mei Mei reflects on her teenage years spent in Australia, it's thought-provoking. The struggle between assimilations and preserving the cultural identity is something many immigrants faced. It's commendable that using art as a means to explore their internal conflicts and articulate the conscious process of assimilation. Totally agree. And the journey through the challenges of securing a visa and navigating a complex world of employment as an international student is incredibly relatable and unfortunately all too common. Absolutely. And the determination to find a path that not only aligns with your passion, but also allows you to obtain a visa is not easy. Sometimes you need to adapt your career choices to meet the requirements of the system, even though it meant initially setting aside your original pursuits. We are proudly grateful to Mei Mei for sharing her inspiring stories on Art Odyssey. Her journey is not only the testament to her talent and determinations, but also a source of inspirations for countless others. Mimi's experience as an artist and a, a first-generation migrant shed light on the challenges faced by individuals pursuing their creativity passions in Australia. Thank you, Mei Mei, for adding your unique voice and perspective to Art Odyssey. And that, dear listeners, concludes another captivating episode of Art Odyssey. We hope you enjoyed the diverse stories and incredible talents that graced our show today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next chapter of our artistic journey. <laughs>